Good morning, lovely guys and gals, and welcome to the Bread of Life podcast. On today's episode, we're going to discuss the praxis or the Acts of the Apostles and the response as well. So let's begin with the inaudible prayer for the praxis. Again, we spoke earlier about the whole idea of inaudible, um, whether that means mysterious or mystery or actually inaudible. That may be up for interpretation. However, the prayer that is prayed while offering incense for the praxis goes as follows. So it begins similarly as we've seen prior in other prayers of incense with Glory and honor, honor and glory to the All-Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and all times with the age of ages of men. And here the priest puts one handful or one spoonful of incense in the censer. If we're contrasting that with the incense round of the Pauline epistle, we see that he puts five over there. However, in this one, he only puts one uh, spoonful of incense. And the prayer of the Acts goes as follows. O God, who accepted the sacrifice of Abraham, and prepared for him a lamb in place of Isaac, even so, accept now at our hands, O our master, the sacrifice of incense, and send down upon us in return your abundant mercy, and purify us from all pollution of sin, and make us worthy to serve in holiness and righteousness before your goodness, O lover of mankind, all the days of our life. And then the priest continues with all of the other prayers of incense as we've seen before, the prayer for the peace of the one holy Catholic and apostolic church, the prayer for the fathers, and the prayer for um, the church and for its assemblies, or, this, or for its congregation. And we can see here that there is a lot of redundancy with these prayers. If we look back and we try to remember when we first discussed these prayers, if we go all the way back, we discussed them in the Vespers raising of incense. Vespers and Matins are very similar services in essence. So we see here that in Vespers, we pray these same three prayers inaudibly twice. Once for the for the verses of symbols, other verses of symbols, and also again around the doxologies, almost identical prayers. And then theoretically, we're also praying them a third time out loud after the gospels read with the five litanies. So that would have been three times of praying the same prayer in vespers. We look at matins, same thing, three times as well. So now we're at six. And now if we look at the liturgy of the word, so far where there's two more times we prayed once in the Pauline epistle, in the incense of the Pauline epistle, and the other time here. So that, make, that makes a grand total of eight times that we're praying the same prayer. I'm not trying to make any comments or anything more beyond that, but just to note that we pray these same prayers several, several times. The priest goes around, as we've discussed many times before, and he senses for those three, those three prayers, and then he senses in the sign of, in the shape of a cross, while he's facing the congregation, he senses eastwards and northwards, then west and then south. And then he walks around around the church and begins to sense the people, begins to sense the, the, the other clergy who are there, and begins to sense the relics of the saints who are present with us. He begins to sense the the Mangalaya or, or the lectionary stand. And then he goes on to sense each and every one of us, each and every other one of the faithfuls who are present. And he senses them and he says, a blessing of my lords and fathers, the apostles, namely, our father Peter and our teacher Paul, and the rest of the disciples, may their holy blessings be with us. Amen. Again, this is during the reading of the of the Praxis Epistle, of the Acts of our fathers, the apostles. 
So that's about it in terms of the the sensing. Now let's discuss a little bit of the more interesting part of it, um, at least in my opinion, the hymns. But right before we talk about the hymns, and an important thing to mention as well is the prayer of the confession before the censor that we discussed recently in the past few weeks is also prayed again here. So the priest, after he's done praying all of this, all, all of the prayers and going around and sensing um, the faithful everywhere, he goes back and he again prays the confession before the incense, before the censor. Anyways, to the practice response. Up until the 18th or 19th century, the prayer at this time, or the praise at this time, was actually wherein God takes away the sins of the people through the burnt offerings and the aroma of incense. Or, if you are more familiar with the Coptic, Shari Ifnoti. And if you know, or if you remember back to uh, the beautiful seasons of Lent, that's exactly the practice response that is chanted. The, the response is Shari Ifnoti is prayed during the weekdays of the Holy Fast of the Great Fast of Great Lent. And it's very fitting to be praying about incense. As we mentioned earlier, the, the original or the more authentic hymn of the censer was You are the censer made of pure gold, carrying the blessed life coal in Tototishori. Now, the practice response is Sharif Noti. That's the, that's, again, that's the authentic one. That's the original one. Both of them have evolved a little bit and have taken different shapes and different forms. However, again, those were the initial ones. Those were the original ones. And specifically for Sharif Noti, that was the praise all the way up until the 18th or 19th century, which is very, very late on into the rites of the church. It was only very recently that the church began to incorporate seasonal responses or chants directed towards the veneration of saints. So as we mentioned time and time again, during the more solemn occasions, the original or the ancient rite is preserved. And we can see that again with the practice response, among many other things. But having a focus shifted towards the season, like we have the practice response for nativity, for the resurrection, for the epiphany, for all of these seasons and for all the saints, there is no mention any of them of incense. So we kind of lost that focus where we're chanting or praying about something that's actually happening, where the priest is offering up incense and we're saying God takes away the sins of the people through the burnt offerings and the aroma of incense, where we're kind of explaining away what we believe is going on or or what, what the understanding of the church is that's happening at the moment. We've kind of replaced that with venerations or praises for saints. Now, it's important to note that these newer responses weren't actually created from scratch, obviously, because we're not going to create something new every single time when we have another thing we can go off of. So these responses, the quote-unquote newer responses that were beyond the 19th century or so, were actually from verses from the verses of the symbols. That's why we can see a lot of redundancies, the verses of the symbols and the doxologies and the praxis response, even the he tends, even the intercessions, they're all kind of, they have the same backbone, the same structure. So they were all the same lines. So we can see that these same seasonal hymns or seasonal chants for the season, for the, for the feast days of saints or for other occasions were actually the same lines from the verse of the symbols, the psalmody, the doxology, and the praxis, praxis response. And this became obviously very, very repetitive. Be that as it may, an interesting point to note, similarly with the hymn of incense that we've talked about earlier, Enthutishori, or you are the censor. An important note about this hymn is that it is also found in the Sunday Theotokeia, the sixth portion, which is the exact same portion where we find the hymn, You are the censor, and we, we find it again, the second half or so 
of the of this prayer, we find the verse Shar if noti, uh, wherein God takes away the sins of the people through the burnt offerings and the aroma of incense. So we can see here that the the prayer itself was already taken from the psalmody as well. We can see that the psalmody is very much a liturgical backbone for our hymns, and it was maintained that way all the way up until the 19th century. And even then, when they decided to kind of modify it a little bit and, and think outside the box, they were very much still thinking in the box of the psalmody because they preserved the verses of the symbols and the doxologies and the psalmody and all these things, and they've converted a line or two of those praises into the practice response. So the idea of taking or pulling from the psalmody is very much an ancient understanding in our in our Coptic Orthodox rite. Another important note about the practice practice response is that there is an alternative that we can see even in Coptic reader. This one, to me at least, seems kind of like a a middle between the the original hymn Sharif Noti and the the prayer that's or the praise that's often prayed today, for, which is usually uh, "Hail to you, O Mary, the beautiful dove, who has born to us, God the Word." So the alternative prayer in Coptic reader is Tote Alithos, which is also in the Sunday Titokea 6 part. And the words are, Therefore truly I do not err whenever I call you the golden censer. So this is addressed to the Virgin, to the Virgin Mary, of course. But again, it's linking it to the censer, which makes a little bit more sense. We're talking about the Virgin as the golden censer, as the priest is offering up incense. Unfortunately, the practice response that we have today kind of takes away from that. It's not really related to any censor, any any offering of incense at all. But there's still some kind of beauty uh, in it that can be taken from it as well. And I'll share with you some uh, a meditation that and that I've been taught this. I've received this as well because we're not going to go out and start changing the rights of the church, but we're going to understand where the rights came from and how we can how those can be vehicles of prayers today. So. One of the prayers that can be prayed alongside of the offering or the raising of incense during the praxis response is, Lord, as the Virgin Mary, as Saint Mary, bore you in her flesh, likewise, allow me to bear you in my flesh. As you dwelt in Saint Mary and she bore you, likewise, O Lord, dwell in me and make me your temple and, and make me united with you. So there are definitely a whole bunch of lessons and prayers we can extrapolate from the current prayer as well. But it's also important to realize where we came from and the understanding of that as well. So that about does it for the praxis response and for the incense circuit of the praxis. Not too much to say about them, very brief and short, but very powerful in understanding that the psalmody is very, very, very much the backbone of the entire um, liturgical worship. And again, of course, like we mentioned multiple, multiple times, all of the readings used to be chanted, and I'm going to link a bunch of readings that were chanted so we can kind of understand and see where these came from and, and how we can potentially restore these in the church today because it's very easy, it's a very easy thing to do. Um, some, maybe some of the skilled chanters will be able to learn the hymns and learn the, the melodies and be able to chant these, maybe not all the time because they are a little bit uh, longer than just simply reading, but there's a certain beauty in in listening to the readings, not just hearing the words, but also listening to them being chanted as well. Anyways, that about does it for today's episode. On next week's episode, God willing, we will speak about Synexarium, which is a very interesting topic and and can have a whole lifetime worth of research on it. Um, so we'll say that for next week. 
and we'll discuss that. We'll see you next time, and until then, Christ is within us. Thank you.